Hi, and welcome to today's episode of Hope, Help, Happiness. Now, yesterday I talked about my frustrations that I was having with the lack of progress I was making about dealing with the practicalities of the problems I find myself in and how I am running from idea to idea to idea, trying to seek out ways of fixing the problems I'm facing, uh, but never really applying them. I've been gathering lots of ideas. I think I've read about five or six books. And there's lots of great stuff to do, but I'm not doing any of it. Well, uh, today I woke up and I woke up late because I had a late night last night. And I did my morning routine of getting up and stretching, but I only did a smaller subset of those exercises. Still did them, but I didn't do the full range I've been doing so far. Um, I planned yesterday uh, what I was going to do today, and I did the first thing, but then I put the other two things off. And so I'm really frustrated with myself that I still don't have the mental discipline to be able to do the things I set out. And I started to realize I've got to really focus on applying some of the things that I'm reading. Now, I've said this before, and this is me about reminding myself that I've done that. So if I sound like I'm talking about the same old thing again, it's because I am. But I need to tell myself this and remind myself that this has got to change. I have to move forward. Now, a few episodes ago, I think it was episode six, um, which... Uh, in which I talked about a book called Choose Yourself by a gentleman called James Altucher. And it was his book that got me into doing the simple thing every day, which eight days on, over a week further on, I am still doing that one thing every day. And that's made a difference. It's got me out of bed. It's got me doing stuff. I'm starting to feel a little bit more in control of what's happening. I'm still a long way off, which is probably something you'll hear me say quite a lot. And maybe I should be easy on myself and focus on complementing and positively reinforcing the progress I'm making. But that's where my mindset is at the moment. So that's just typical of that. So James's book, Choose Yourself, it was a powerful um, awakening for me, I suppose. Some of the ideas weren't new, but it was just a refreshing way that he communicated them and expressed them and his rather unique look at some things that oh I'd never thought about it like that before that really really attracted me to it so I thought right I'm going to go back to that book and I'm going to not digest the whole thing but I'm going to dip into it and find things that are really going to help me so that's what I've done I've spent best part of an hour and a half going through uh, the whole book, dipping into it and building up a collection of ideas and quotes and some way forward on what I can do to start moving myself forward. And I think I've already started doing that with the practice I've been doing, but I know I need to step up. I need to raise my game a little because at the moment I'm making progress in a pedestrian-like fashion when I need to um, up the game up the pace a little bit. I certainly need to up the pace a little bit, um, 
But even if I have got to take these things slowly, which is probably likely, unfortunately, I have to admit that, I've still got to up my game because I can't set out the plan of doing something today and then come and try and do it and think, oh, it'll be easy, I'll do that tomorrow. Because that's what's got me to where I am now. That inactivity, that failure to deal with things, where that has compounded and built up has created in me the feeling of overwhelm that's put me into this mental state of not feeling out of, in control, which has sent me down into a depressive state. And eight, nine weeks ago, that led me to the point where I wanted to take my own life. So this is about sorting out some of the problems behind what uh, has been driving the state that led me to seek help in the first place. So that's what I've done. So uh, I thought I'd go through his book, summarise it a little bit more, or at least summarise the bits that I found useful and capture those ideas and start to form some form of a plan of how to move forward. So he starts his book by explaining why he wrote it. He tells about his background, how he set up businesses, failed them, he's been divorced um, a couple of times and all the challenges and he came to the conclusion that he couldn't rely on other people to dig him out of holes to move forward he had to choose himself hence the name of the book and in the book he, he does a whole chapter or a whole section on explaining the economic reasons for why he believes he needs to choose himself now the fundamental drive for this book is a is about creating the foundations for professional success for building a business and generating wealth and being happy etc 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 that's not why i'm delving into this particular book i'm doing so because the approach that he took to get to that stage where he's become successful a number of times now and continues to be that is the approach that helped him get out of a depressive state helped him deal with the with the choices he was making about whether to end his own life that's why i'm picking on these so but, but it is a really good read to have a look at the economic reasons about why we can no longer rely on being an employee anymore. He also talks about how ideas are more important these days and they are the currency of the future. To be able to generate and then implement ideas is the way forward. So that sort of sets up. But an interesting thing he says right at the beginning, which is like the, the spoiler alert for everything else. Here's a quote direct from the book. It says... If your body is sick, if you are around negative people who bring you down, if your idea muscle has not been refined into the perfect machine, and if spiritually you haven't developed a sense of gratitude and surrender, you will have less chance of success in the choose-yourself era. And that's the quote that comes right at the beginning of the book and is the, I suppose, summarises the the, the main theme of the book. And here's, he expands on that in, in, in the next section where he talks about he believes that you need a solid foundation. Uh, and he, calls, he creates what he calls four bodies, his physical, emotional, mental and spiritual body. And another quote, he says, to, a, to have a fully functioning life, we need a functioning body, a healthy brain, a functioning social life, a functioning idea mu muscle, and a very fundamental sense that there are some things that we can't control. So he 
says right at the beginning, that's his foundation, those four areas, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And from that, you create a positive base. Another quote from him. Success comes from continually expanding your frontiers. Frontiers? <laughs> I'll start again. Success comes from continually expanding your frontiers in every direction, creatively, financially, spiritually, and physically. And he says he's always asking himself, what can I improve? Now, this makes complete sense to me. And there are other books I've read where they talk about the wheel of life. So there might be seven things they might do. Um, physical, emotional, spiritually, mentally, um, family, um, interest, all sorts of variations. So having a core foundation across a number of key areas is not a new concept. And just these choice is not a new concept. But what I like about it is that it's simple. It doesn't um, flower things up for the sake of things, for the sake of putting something together that seems more substantial than actually needs to be. If you think about it, as long as if our body's in good shape, if we feel good about ourselves and we're thinking right, and that there's, which is the first three, physical, emotional and mental, you could argue you may not need the spiritual. But I think the first three are practical. You've got to be in good shape, you've got to be feeling good, and you, your mind's got to be in the right place. And you could stop there. And a lot of people, I think, do stop there. But I think the, the spiritual one is really important because I think the spiritual one is where the happiness comes. It's where the fulfillment comes. And that comes out later on. I'll talk about that in a second. So uh, that's the sort of foundation of his book, his own solid foundation. Now, another thing that's quite interesting is that he then talks about, again, this is coming back to the business the business side of things because when you're trying to generate wealth you you have to generate income and you've got to do there's got to be an exchange of value and in order to do that there needs to be some form of selling and so he has a a, a few pages where he talks about rejection and he says that fear of rejection is probably the biggest impediment to anyone becoming successful and he puts success in inverted commas um, and goes into explaining what success means. And he comes back again to his solid foundation. But principally for him, it's more about the spiritual success, this feeling of happiness, and the physical, emotional, and mental, the foundations leading towards that. And he makes a couple of interesting points. The first one uh, on, the, on the subject of rejection, because I mean, no one likes rejection. I hate rejection. I think rejection is possibly at the core of the challenges I'm facing. Um, this feeling of uh, low self-esteem, this feeling of needing to be good at everything so that I won't be rejected. And that's an issue I've got to deal with. So it resonated with me quite profoundly. Um, but he says something which I thought was really quite ironic and goes in the face of everything I've thought about rejection in the past, which really made me think. He says, the only truly safe thing you can do is to try over and over again, to go for it, to get rejected, to repeat, to strive, to wish. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, I don't like that recommendation. He's telling me I need to do the thing I fear the most, which terrifies me, absolutely terrifies me. Uh, and I think that's my biggest step forward, is to focus on moving forward and, and, and develop my 
I suppose, my inner self-esteem muscles by subjecting myself to rejection. Not necessarily because I want to be rejected, but I think I have to see rejection as an inevitable byproduct of me moving forward in whatever I do. Any relationship I'm going to get into, whether that be an intimate relationship or a professional relationship or even just a social relationship, at some point someone might reject me for whatever reason. I've got to be able to deal with that. Now, in the, certainly within the last 18 months, I've not handled rejection very well at all. I've been rejected a number of times, certainly um, on an intimate level, and it has really hurt. Um, I have felt rejection on a more social level, and that's compounded the rejection, the feelings of rejection I've had in other areas of my life. So it, when I see that, it looks, I think, oh, shit, have I got to go through that? And it just does terrify me. So enough about rejection. So clearly that's an issue for me that I've got to deal with. And I think it's having the courage to step forward and try stuff. I'm tentatively starting to make um, I'm tentatively starting to make steps in that area, but I'm doing very small steps. I'm doing very small steps. I might tell you about that in another episode. So another thing that um, he then comes on to, he talks about uh, enjoyment. And he says that really you should only do things you enjoy. And that's uh, thinking about the people you enjoy, reading books that you enjoy, going and attending events that you enjoy, uh, associating with people that you love and, you, and are winners that you want to be around. Um, and that enjoyment's quite key. Um, now, there are going to be things, think, now, just, I'll take a step back. Uh, he, I'm summarising what he said here. He also goes into uh, some uh, some length about talking about that there will be things that we will have to do sometimes that are difficult and we may not enjoy but have to be done. But fundamentally he's talking about making sure you don't compromise this principle of enjoyment for the sake of moving forward so that you don't get involved with people who actually you really don't want to get involved with. So you don't go to places that really you don't want to go there because they're not conducive to you. And I think that's important to reflect as well. Um, now, on this subject of enjoyment, he then talks about your own motivation and talks about an inner a fire in your inner belly. And he says the only real fire to cultivate is the fire inside of you. And his point about enjoyment, he starts to talk about, well, if you do things that you don't enjoy, then you start to extinguish that fire. And so you need that drive inside of you. And I can relate to this. I know when I've been at my most passionate and moving forward, I can be unstoppable. And that's what I want to get back to. And if I do things that I enjoy, that's going to fuel that. But if I start doing things I don't enjoy, and I've, and I've experienced that today, some of the things I know I've got to do I don't enjoy, and it's, I just feel deflated because of it. So, um, he once he's laid this foundation for moving forward, he then talks about his daily practice. And this is about doing something, improving 1% in the four areas, 1% daily, marginal gains, incremental improvements. So physically, it's about what you eat, what you drink, what you exercise, uh, how you exercise, how much sleep you get. Um, it mo emotionally, it's about the positive people that uh, you spend time with. Mentally, it's, um, he talks about taming the wild horse inside your brain. And the quote uh, he says is that, you will need to tame the wild horse or it will tame you until you are a slave. 
he says the mind wants to be a, the boss. And he says that the, the mental growth, the mental development comes through taming, through focused use. And he recommends a couple of things to do that. The first thing he recommends is coming up with 10 ideas every single day. Now, remember the context of this this book is on choosing yourself so that you can develop uh, an income through choosing yourself. So this does, has, does have a business focus. And that resonated with me because the challenges I've faced over the past um, five, ten years, I suppose, have been compounded because... Uh, sorry, let me start again. The challenges I'm facing now... Um, are that because of not believing in myself, not promoting myself, I've left myself in a situation where I don't have any income coming in at the moment. I have a clear diary at the moment. I have nothing firm booked in um, in the future. And it's the first time I've had that situation. Uh, I've, the last couple of years, I've seen a decline in, in, in my business because I've not been able to go out and develop myself and, and sell myself. So this bit resonated with me because it was about developing the ideas to start adding more value to the world which will hopefully mean that at some point value will come back to me I'm not quite sure where that's going to be yet and that's part of the frustration I'm feeling myself is not seeing that clear way forward but he says that a way of taming the the, the horses if you like is through focus use so come out with 10 ideas a day can be on anything and he says it's a, a muscle that needs to be exercised every single day. He also recommends reading two hours a day. Skim reading chapters from books on four different topics is his specific recommendation. And then from that, coming up with 10 ideas. So uh, I'm, I'm quite creative anyway. I, I love coming up with ideas. Part of that is because my mind races at 1,000 miles an hour, as I said yesterday. And I keep coming up with loads of ideas. But as I'm being doing this podcast I've come up with all sorts of ideas I've been capturing them but not really doing anything with them so to be able to focus that energy on something that could be more constructive is something that's appealing to me then um, the fourth area he talks about on his daily practice is the, the spiritual aspect and he talks about this is about surrendering and accepting surrendering surrendering the results of your efforts uh, once you've done enough you've done enough not to worry about it and accepting what comes to you um, I think I've got that right because I've summarized it I may have to go back and, and revisit that but also about showing gratitude every day for to at least five people now you don't have to go up to say say thank you to them but just express gratitude in your own mind to them something else he talks about uh, and this, I thought, was very powerful as well. And it made complete sense to me. I think I was ready for this message. I've seen forms of it in other areas as well. But he talks about time travel. And time travel for him is um, thinking about the past, dwelling on the past, or worrying about the future. And he says that when he catches himself upset about the past or worried about the future, he stops himself and says, I'm time traveling. I shouldn't time travel. I need to be in the here and now. And he says that stopping, that awareness, that stopping is meditation. It's not necessarily about sitting down with your legs crossed and your hands on your, in some strange shape on your knees and oming all day. He says the awareness of what, where your mind is, is it in the past or is it in the future? And then bring it back to the present. That's being spiritual, which in, a, in, a, which in essence is mindfulness.
So that's his daily practice. Um, he then talked about his simple daily practice, and I've already mentioned that in a previous post, which is where I started, starting with one thing every day. Um, he lists 26 things. He, he calls it his A to, Z, A to Z of recommendations. And here's some of the examples that he's given. So uh, his A in his A to Z is um, sleep eight hours. Um, now, just as an aside, I've been watching a couple of videos recently about the importance of sleep on our health, on our regenerative abilities. And it's something I've been aware of and heard, but I'm starting to see more and more evidence that it's more powerful than we think. And that's something I'm going to need to explore because I went to bed last night at one o'clock in the morning because I'd been out late. And I woke up this morning at half seven, snoozed until half eight, got out of bed at half nine. So I was ruminating again this morning. And that's what seven hours sleep. Probably not enough. Um, so it's something I'm going to explore. Uh, another one, H in his A to Z was expressed thanks to a friend. P was th thank 10 people for, or th think of 10 people you're grateful for. And the last one, Z, was deep breathing. And there's a whole host in between. And the thing he said about all those is he did every single one. Now, I don't know which one he chose first, but the point is about starting something small. I've already done this with the stretches I've been doing in the morning and the breathing practice. I've also got into the habit of planning my day the night before. So I started to do that. Now, other things that come on, and there's just some random stuff that's going to come now, because I think it's the essence of his book so far I've, I've covered in this episode. Um, he tells a story about a friend of his called Kamal Ravikant, who was a businessman who... Uh, was running a business and got really, really ill and sort of disappeared for a while. And he ended up writing a book uh, whose name I didn't take note of. I must find out what that is. But essentially how he healed himself from some debilitating illness was that he started to realise that he needed to love himself. And all he did every day was say, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. I know from my own experience I've really struggled with that because of the way I felt about myself, my low self-esteem. And that resonated with me. He says that, his friend Kamal says that when someone is in love, they almost magically look better. And he said he needed to be in love with himself. So that's jumped out at me and that's probably something I'm gonna to have to explore. Another thing that uh, he talked about was purpose. Now he spent some time explaining how Many famous and successful people didn't find their purpose till late in life. He talked about Colonel Sanders was 65 when he started making money from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, Ray Kroc, who, who discovered uh, the McDonald brothers and built McDonald's, was 52 when he first found them. Uh, Henry Ford was 45 when he made his first cars on the production line. So here's uh, an interesting thing about purpose. He said, in spite of that, he basically said, forget purpose. It is okay to be happy without one. So for a long time, I've sort of decided, well, what do I, what am I going to do? What's my drive? In my early part of career, I was involved in education, um, helping, after I left the military, heading, helping um, kids. Uh, and that was a driving passion for me then. Uh, but I've moved on from that. And I think now, Although he says I don't have to have a purpose, I think my purpose is, is, to, is to recover from where I've been and to reinvent myself as a functioning human being. And that's the whole purpose of this. 
Um, he links any purpose that you do decide to have, and he's coming back to now the work that you do needs to satisfy the needs of your daily practice. So the daily practice isn't something you do on top of as well as work. He's saying that it needs to be your, my work needs to be organized around physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health. And an, a really interesting thing I think he wrote, and he says, he hasn't got a purpose, but I think he has. And I think his purpose is quite global because he said when he wakes up every day, he asks himself the question, who can I help today? Or more importantly, what life can I save today? His work, his blog has inspired thousands, if not millions of people. And people who have been in the situation where he was and being suicidal have taken inspiration from his work and have moved on. And I. I am one of those I have taken something from his work and it's helping me. So I think he already has his purpose. And he takes the view of enhancing the world, enhancing life. And what he says is become a beacon of enhancement. And when the night is grey, all of the boats will move towards you, bringing their bountiful riches, which is a bit philosophical, I suppose. Um, but the key thing... I say the key. I keep saying that. I've noticed in, in recording these episodes, I say sort of rather a lot. I've also noticed I'll start one idea and then move on to a second and a third without completing the first two. I've noticed I speak quite quickly and sometimes I slur my words as I get things um, out. And I don't know, a key thing is something else I also say. I also say actually quite a lot. I also say and the important thing. And it's been really interesting to listen to me talk, to transcribe, because I've been transcribing some of these, and learn from that. And one of the reasons that I've, I've kept doing this podcast is because, as uncomfortable as it is, it's given me some very interesting feedback on my own thought patterns. Not least the fact that I keep saying I'm going to do stuff and I don't do it, which is why I'm doing today's um, programme. But anyway, uh, an aside... Program, I, and I sometimes use wrong words when I mean to say one thing, I say something else, and I'm quite hard on myself, which I'm being right now. I need to love myself. So, moving on, then there was another um, story about one of his friends who um, was really struggling. He found himself having lost a business, um, sleeping on a friend's floor in terrible state and here's what he realized he said like many people he realized that he had to do something different in order to get out of the uh, rut that he was in and I think that's my hope for for me out of this process is to do something different I've got to change I've got to change my approach I've got to change my thinking I've got to change the things that I do and there's a uh, quite a big quote that I'll, I'll just read about um, what he said of his friend. He said, my friend realized the first step was to get back to basics. He simply began by jogging and eating better. That sense of self-improvement then started to extend out to his relationships, his creativity, his spiritual life, and all of this together transformed the way he thought about his business. It's not that his business got better, it's that his thinking got better because it came from a foundation of health. And from that foundation, you build the house you want to live in. 
So that's uh, what I'm hoping will happen for myself. And I think it's starting to do that. And I mentioned yesterday, I tend to focus on this moment rather than seeing the whole trend and progress is being made. I'm just a little bit frustrated that it's not happening at the rate I want it to. So, um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, so the last bit, there, there are future, I've, in my notes I put the future here because a couple of things that resonated with me as I completed scanning through the book and picking out the best bits. One was that I need to become a master salesman. And again, this is coming back to being able to build a business and generate revenue, but also to sell the ideas, sell my ideas. I'm hoping that I'll be able to help other people. And in order to do that, I can't just rock up and say, hey, I've got a great idea. I've got to sell it to them. So I need to become a master salesman. But that's something for, for the future. Something else I think that's probably more relevant. He talked about the problems of stress and how the cortisol flow that comes from stress is a problem. And he talked about something called the vagus nerve. I need to sort of research a little bit more about this and understand what it really is. But apparently it's a nerve that links our um, <coughs> brain to our body. And that when that becomes inflamed, that's the start of serious illness. And he talks about then, well, how do we deal with that? And mentions what he calls the God hormone, which is oxytocin. And oxytocin is what helps reduce levels of inflammation in the body. And he says there are a number of ways to um, discover this or to, to generate this. One is giving money away. Hugging's another. Liking someone's posts on Facebook as a way of showing uh, appreciation for them is another way. Laughter's another one. Walking. Um, phone calls to people uh, who you appreciate. Listening to music. There is food. Um, and... Uh, deep breathing is another way of doing it. So that's something that I'll need to explore as well in the future. Um, another tip that came up was introducing two people to each other daily so that they will help each other, be able to help each other through my network. And this is something I've not been very good at because of the way I felt about myself. I've isolated myself and I have um, not done... Uh, yeah, I've isolated myself because I've not believed in myself. So my network is is very, very limited in terms of a nurtured network. I've got the numbers of lots of people I've encountered over the years who I've had good interactions with initially, but I've never sustained a relationship with them because I've never felt good enough. And I think that's something that uh, I'll need to do. So um, coming back to this, I've just had a really long canter through what I found, and this is probably the longest episode I've done so far. Um, <laughs> I'm probably not going to transcribe this. This will take forever. But the point is, there are some things I need to focus on. I've given myself a, a, an understanding of the, what the options are. I've now got to turn that into practical stuff. What I'll probably do tomorrow is start looking at what, are, what, what is going to be my daily practice. I've started it, but how can I expand on that? So that's today's episode. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this, if you made it this far. My rants and my journey through this is about helping me it's about me it's about me developing and it's about me growing as a human being to deal with the challenges i'm facing i'm hoping that that is going to be of some help to you as well um, all i can say if you're listening to this and you've had these struggles as well is take one step at a time 
move forward. It is going to be painful at times. It's not going to be easy because if you've got to the point where you felt need to come to something like this and listen to this, then clearly you're struggling with things. But all I can say from my own experience that I've had over the last eight, nine weeks is that there is hope. Um, there is help out there that you can get and you can achieve a degree of happiness. I've started to feel better as a result of doing this and I intend to keep going down that road as far as I possibly can and I'm hoping that um, if you're struggling that uh, you'll come along with me too but you'll see the journey that I'm taking as I'm taking it and hopefully that will give you some help and understanding that it is possible for you as well. So uh, with that note until tomorrow.